Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my deep diving and DC surviving co-host Mozzie. <laughs> hey, <How laughs> what, what, what with the what with the slight variant on uh, on yesterday's episode? I'm uh, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You know, we had the uh, we had a pro life rally in DC today, mm. so the metro was a really interesting time of uh, a lot of people asking how much I do love Jesus and. You know, I, I a lot of the times I just look at them and say, I, you know, I'm actually pro-death. Um, <laughs> I wish, you know, it'd be great, more death. I, I think that's what we need. And the looks on their face. <laughs> it's always fun to mess with people like that. Right. Are you pro-life? No, I'm pro-death. Yeah, literally, like, not, not like any zealot, not like a specific type of zealot, just messing with right. anyone who's just overly zealous about a cause like, to the point of just being, you know, absurd. It's, it's always funny. But uh, alas, uh, today we're covering the uh, Sunday games. We've got uh, the Rams at Tampa and Buffalo at KC. These took a while to parse through as well. Um, I, think, I think we got a little more sure on the first one, but the mm-hmm. second one, I think we... We've we've got a pick, but it could it might change like by the time the game starts if anything changes at all. But um, starting with Rams at Tampa, we are both actually taking the Rams here, and that is an upset. So yeah, now we heard Whitworth's not playing. That really sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not want to have to pick Tampa for this, so hearing that made me really really nervous. But the truth is, both of these teams are pretty beat up, and mm-hmm. even with Whitworth out, Tampa Bay is a lot more beat up than the Rams are. Yeah, it, that's, it's pretty that's gross. the thing. Yeah, they're, they're coming in pretty, like, it's pretty brutal. Like, they should, I think they'll have Jensen for this game. I don't think Werfs goes. I'll be kind of surprised if he goes. And then Lenny still needs to get activated. They have, I think until tomorrow at, like, 3. I think it's, like, just by 24 hours before. I don't know the exact rules on it. For activating on activating off IR mm-hmm. and then no Rojo, no Paraman, um, TBD on Cyril Grayson. Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of guys out, and then um, uh, Rap is also out for uh, the Rams, so it's a safety missing for them. But they're missing, you know, two guys versus you know the Bucks are now down. However many receivers, you know, they're they're pretty uh, pretty hurt. So. Tampa Bay's missing a lot of people, and that line is banged up. Even if Jensen's good, I think he's he's going to be like 80% good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Worfs, I don't think he should play, even if they inject him with a ton of things so he can go. I, yeah, he, I wouldn't, didn't, uh... he didn't look like he could walk very efficiently, let alone block a uh, 300-pound guy coming. Yeah, when, when he came back in and tried to play, just instantly gave him sack. It's like, he's not right. He is not right. So like he's not given up a sack like the entire year. Yeah, and it was like his like first wrecked. play. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. it's not right. Oof's there. Uh, <laughs> so I think then... um yeah what I I think 
what's really important is that, you know, we are all very excited for these games, but this one, I, right now, I'm leaning on the under, and not by a lot, because the, the over-under is 48, so mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to be completely disgusting, but what are Tom Brady's options here on offense? Going to be uh, fairly limited, because <laughs> he's got Evans and Gronk, but... With Evans, um, I know I, Ramsey will be on Evans. That is that is gonna happen. <laughs> that is going to happen. We yeah, guarantee it. Yeah, now now he can beat him, but I also expect him to like you know, put a lot of resources into stopping Evans and Gronk, and just kind of like, you know, anyone else who can beat us, like you know, give it a whirl. But <laughs> good luck, because I if Worf's misses, which I expect, I think we'll see a little bit more. Blockowski instead of Gronkowski. Exactly. So, like, you know, if Ramsey's on Mevins, Gronk is Blonkin, <laughs> you know, like, we're going to be relying on Scotty slash Cyril Grayson or Cameron Brait to, you know, get it done and Tyler Johnson. Like, we're going to be relying on, you know, the other guys uh, in, in this game. And so I'm thinking about that and I'm looking through, like, okay, the Rams still have Cup and Odell and Van and, like, Higby. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then had, the, a running back now, like with Acres back and Lenny banged up still, like they've got the edge there, so they've got the edge at like a lot of offensive positions at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why Rams are getting the edge here. Yeah, Rams are significantly better in the special teams department. Um, they're like twenty spots higher if you're doing mm. a, like DVOA special teams ranking. So I like that. I like mm. Hecker kicking those heckin' punts, pinning him deep, and just. A total lack of playmakers for Tampa right now with so many people. Their their best guys have a defensive person accounting for them. Yeah. Um, so when you take out those two, which are Gronk and Evans, it's going to have to be Brady throwing to a bunch of, I don't want to say nobodies because they're not nobodies, but, you know, basically nobodies. You know, Scotty <laughs> Miller, Scoot, uh, <laughs> Grayson. Or doing two tight end sets with Bray. I think just the offensive uh, potential is a lot lower for Tampa. Uh, yeah, like this. This isn't Philly in in the wind. Like this is the Rams. <laughs> Philly in the wind. <laughs> so that uh, sounds like a shitty musical, right? <laughs> uh, it's like Gone with the Wind, except everyone's an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I'm kind of on the under in this game, not like in a huge way, just I don't think this game will live up to the potential offensive firepower I think some people were expecting. I think this is more of a coaching um, coaching 101, which I, in most cases, I will take McVay over Bruce Arians. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's that's also part of it, too, because, like, quarterback, you've got good quarterbacks on both sides, like, you know. Like Lane Brady, unfortunately, because right. you know, fuck him. But like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I agree. I agree. I lean McVay on the coaching side there in terms of game planning, like especially like during the game too. I'm like, because I'm looking back at the Philly game, and because we we watched, you know, most of it surprisingly. Um, the the Bucks offense wasn't nearly as you know you know special in the second half. Although they didn't have to be, but like once once they started to have Lyman go down, things kind of fell apart a bit. They got some short fields thanks to you know fuck ups from the eagles where they only had to go half the field or less but some of those punts were horrible yeah like all the muffs because the wind but 
So like, I'm a little concerned about their effectiveness with like not a lot of guys. And so like I do think regardless of if Lenny plays, like Gio will probably be a factor in the offense. I don't know how like fantasy viable, but <laughs> he'll have to, he'll have to play a role, I assume, just because they're not going to give Lenny like a full complement of snaps. And I don't think they want to run Keyshawn Vaughn out there that much actually. So yeah, like Brady trusts Gio at this point. So yeah, exactly. And he can now, pass if you're, uh, I was going to say, if you're doing sort of a full weekend slate, you know, DFS lineup, are you avoiding this game? Not avoiding because I still think it's a decent game environment, like compared to the Saturday games. But right. I'm I'm stacking the last game. Like, yep. <laughs> I, I think last game is at this point like hands down the best, and they're so like you know Mahomes, Jalen, Reek, you know Diggs gonna be popular, all that. Like probably Kelsey too. But I think you can get some leverage going like a Kansas City running back or like Dawson Knox or any secondary Buffalo receiver. But we'll talk about them once we move on to that game. But the way this game is shaking out, I don't, I don't know if I would, you know, say the under, maybe by like a smidgen. But I think this game will be kind of ugly. Yep. So, yeah, I'm definitely not taking the over. I'm avoiding that a hundred percent. It might just be an avoid for me. I yeah. don't mind the defenses in this game actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess. The Rams defense, weirdly enough, since we're kind of taking the Rams to win. But, you know, on so on the Sunday only slate, like, definitely take a defense from this game is what I would say. Yes. But even on the all-weekend slate, like, if you're not going to Tennessee defense, which I think, I think it looks like they're going to be kind of chalkier as well, or, like, the Green Bay defense is cheap on the out here or something. Like, if you want to switch it up, like, I don't hate going Rams defense with all the injuries Tampa has. Like, I'm not saying it's, you know... An amazing option, but it's definitely the best. I, I would much rather take one of these defenses than you know Buffalo or Kansas City on a two gamer at least for the for the Sunday games. But oh yeah, hundred percent. Just because there's so much you know shit injury wise that there's more opportunity. Now, if there is a uh, one guy I do really like from this game, uh, it's I'm, I'm going w- with the big gay here, Matt Gay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, kicker game, yeah. Good, ki- it's a great kicker game because Tampa Bay's defense is good. Let's, I, they're very mm-hmm. good. They're gonna have to play lights out to keep this game close because I think their offense is gonna struggle, um, just in their high upside. So that red zone, they're gonna, you know, really clench down on them. You're gonna have to rely on Matt Gay there to kick those foot touchdowns. So. Matt Gay, 100%. If you are in one of those DFS lineups that for some reason has a kicker, or if you're in Super Draft where the kickers are an option, usually with a very yeah. high multiplier, I think that is a really smart move. Yeah, I, I like that just because sometimes the not necessarily the under but ugly kind of leans kickers. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then uh, as far as bangers goes, you're like, I was kind of unsure. I mean, cup. And like I don't I don't know if I'd call anyone else a banger after that. Like Evans will get a like Evans will get targets, I think, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much he'll convert. Like he'll he'll get some of his. I just don't know how much. And then well I guess before we go to streams, is there anyone you feel good about banger wise? It's like aside from, you know, cup and gay. Not really. Yeah. What worries me even about someone like Evans is Jalen Ramsey, I've seen him do this before with DeAndre Hopkins. He literally just holds him the whole yeah, game. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, 
he's Evans totally fine. Could be a hold, yeah, yeah, he is totally fine getting the five yard penalty or the fifteen yard penalty as long as he's not catching the ball and keeping him out of the game script, and he can mm-hmm. he'll do that. So if, also, if there's a prop bet on how many penalties Jalen Ramsey will draw, <laughs> I will smash that if as long as it's under ten. Uh. <laughs> yeah, like, and I I will say like I don't. Like, I'm not saying, like, mash Gronk either when I mentioned he'll have to block a lot. Like, I think he falls more into stream territory just because when he's not having to block, he'll still get some backup safety, like, like against the Rams. So, like, that part's nice, too. And, like, they'll, they'll need him to produce on the offense. But, yeah. And then I do I do want to mention Akers. Um, I thought we kind of thought about this with the Bucks last week, but it didn't really come to fruition because, you know the Philly backfield's a fucking mess and their game plan was dog shit. But the run defense isn't like as like boogeyman as it was last year. No, it's obviously it's it's obviously still like solid, but a lot of it is because teams just always end up having to pass, whether it's, you know, the matchup or like Tampa Bay puts up points. But if we're thinking some grossness here, Akers just seemed to get back past Sony last week, which you know, I guess not a high bar. Um but I guess Sonny's looked good. I shouldn't shut off entirely. Yeah, but. he's looked all right. But I guess Akers is the guy now at this point, it seems like. So, yeah. I think he's stream worthy. I think I, we kind of mentioned, you know, Scotty, Cyril. It, it's basically for for those two. If Cyril Grayson's in, it's him. If he's out, it's Scotty because they'll play that same outside role. And then Tyler Johnson will be in the slot. Obviously, you know, moving around, of course, but like primarily, I mean. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something that I did mean to bring up. I think uh, McVeigh will definitely try to establish the run here. I mm. think that that's com- very, very important to them winning. Um, so I, I expect a heavy dose of acres, even if it's not always looking like hugely productive. I think that'll be a very, very big part of the game plan. And you're right, Tampa Bay's run defense is not as good as it was last year. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of their plans, I think, to kind of stop some of Tampa Bay's pass rush will also come, like, from some acre screens and some pitches. Or we'll see, you know, like screens to Cup and Odell. Like, it's going to be, like, I feel like there'll be a lot of screens this game for the Rams. Yeah. But, alas, uh, is there anything else with this game? I think we kind of covered it in entirety. Yeah, I think we did. We covered it. We did pretty good. So, picking Rams. Sort of confident, not like I'm not supremely confident. Like so, I guess order of confidence: Green Bay, and then I don't know about this game or Tennessee. If I'm which one I'm more confident in, I think for me, Green Bay evil. is easily the most confident. Yeah, and then the Rams to me are probably the next, um, which is tough because it's obviously fucking Tom Brady, and yeah. you know, being confident with him losing is not really worked out for many people in the past, but. That's probably my number two level of confidence is the Rams here pulling off what would be an upset. They're just they're really beat up. I I don't think this is their their game. Yeah, my my level of confidence for this one's probably about the same as the Titans. I guess if I was pressed, <clears throat> I would say this one, but mm-hmm. super close. It's like Green Bay, Gap, Rams, Titans, it's like barely apart, Gap. And our next game, which is Buffalo at Kansas City. <laughs> Easily where, the least confident, zero yeah, <laughs> We we have picks in. So I'm like so are you rolling Buffalo for now or are you still torn? I 
Well, think, I guess we're, we're still torn, but I guess we have we to. We are still we very to torn. We kind of talked through it a bit, and that helped. But I think ultimately this is a game where whoever has the ball fucking last is probably going to win, man. Like, let's be honest. This is not a confident yeah. game script. But <laughs> I, for right now, I am taking the Bills in an upset in Kansas City. Same. Now, the spread is like one and a half. So, yeah. It's barely an upset, a 54 over under, big, big all over under there, by <laughs> far best of the weekend. Again, I'm not going to, you know, fuck around with the other games stack-wise. I'm just going to kind of eat some of the chalk and get a little different elsewhere, yep. primarily at running back. Like, if, if, if Lenny plays and you fade Lenny, that's kind of the way they go. I put out, like, a little tweet thread about it today, but mm. if Lenny's active and he's chalky, like, I'm not touching that. So, I like, <laughs> if that beats me, sure, but there's enough reason between matchup hammaged like you know geo like there's a lot going wrong for lenny chalk in my opinion but yeah so 100 yeah but anyway we're minorly favoring buffalo now as far as bangers goes and mash goes i think anyone is in play <laughs> this game like any and all yeah. um it's it's a tough one because so ceh is coming back he's off the injury report why I, I don't think we get daryl like we might, but I, he, like he got like a little bit last week, and then after that fumble, he took him out. But like Reed doesn't bench guys for fumbles. Like yeah. I think Daryl was actually just not like ready to rumble. So. Yeah, exactly. And no, he's not one of those coaches. If anything, he'll put you back in immediately so you can clear your headspace. Mm-hmm. But I, that aside, a I, I thought about this. I'm like a healthy Jarek McKinnon. I think makes more sense for this offense than a than a healthy Daryl Williams. Like, just their skill sets are, like, way different. But oh, definitely. They, that, that speed that McKinnon offers, like, like CH doesn't have that either, actually. And so, yeah, like, even a CH playing, I think we see a split workload. And so, that's the tough part is, like, I think the running backs should be overall probably on the productive side. But if they're splitting it halfway, like, I don't know fuck all about who's going to do better with them. But... <laughs> I think I trust McKinnon more in the red zone. It's weird to say that, but like they've used him that we've seen it work. They can use him in place of like Miko pretty much in some of those, like, you know, sweet tap passes type of thing. Cause he's fast and kind of fits that role. And I think they are realizing like, Hey, like we don't have to fuck around with shitty wide receiver twos. We can just, you know, get this fast guy, the ball pretty much. Yeah. And so, which I guess is kind of the plan for Miko too, but I guess they trust McKinnon more. Um, <laughs> So it's it's tough on it. Like as far as you know, fantasy goes with those two. Oof, I don't know where I'd lean. I think if you want to play one, just like fucking take take a whirl and pick and hope you get it right. <laughs> but I mean, Jarek McKinnon's looked good. I I mean, he's looked good for them. I, it's yeah. weird to say, but the end of the season rolling into the playoffs, like he's been the guy when they're twenty yards out. He's getting those screen passes and housing him. He's he's easily got the best, um, what I would say, vertical as in like straightforward speed. Like running in a straight line, Jarek McKinnon is the fastest. CEH, I think, is faster with the side stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking through it. Like, I think if they, they could, you know, split snaps evenly, I think CEH could even outtouch McKinnon and still like get outproduced fantasy wise because I think McKinnon probably is getting more receiving work and maybe more red zone work this week again it could i could be totally fucking wrong on this that's why i'm probably just playing the golden trio of mahomes kelsey tyreek yep that seems very very safe uh, in, you know in a game that 
has a huge massive total like if both teams are getting to you know four touchdowns i'm just gonna play the main guys <laughs> right so yeah no i'm here for it i think those three are your if you want to win this weekend in dfs you most likely need them in your lineup because they're going to be extremely popular and most likely extremely productive as well yeah so. like Ty- tyreek's price is just like kind of dumb around the industry just because of you know the lack of production kind of recently and then that one game where he was like hurt his price dropped a lot i don't know how popular kelsey will be everywhere so he might kind of be a spot but like if you play any other chief at all they will be super unpopular so that's kind of an, <laughs> like an angle i like taking is like adding in a third chief like i mean like not including Mahomes, like adding in pringle you know, pr- pringle or a running back basically i don't really want to fool with you know hardman or robinson like so because like with, with pringle like they seem to have some trust in him like in the red zone like he's big so or yeah. big enough at least so, they like pringle yeah you can but, never have just yeah so any, anything else on the kansas city side before we kind of get to the buffalo guys well i think that about covers it for the kansas city offense yeah the defense though yeah there's there's two sides of the ball of course and that's where right. the stuff kind of comes in and I, I guess we can talk about the bills defense a bit maybe or like so the reason we're picking the bills at least for me part of it is due to their super strong safety play like their safeties are really good mm-hmm. in past situations whereas the chief safeties are kind of a weaker point and really these two teams like kind of want to win the same way I, I that's that's kind of the tiebreaker for me mm-hmm. but i think that's really important especially in this game um i mean the bills have one of the top defenses in the league like on the year which is pretty crazy to think about because they didn't have any pro bowlers i don't <laughs> i don't think uh which is absolutely wild um, it's really weird with the bills they had like because like if you look back through their game logs of quarterbacks they've only played like two good quarterbacks all year maybe three but they've allowed like you know a lot of rushing production of course but like their losses have usually been like getting run all over and so that kind of lends to like fewer yards and points because it makes the game go quicker. Yeah, I mean their losses were what Derrick Henry Titans, uh, Jonathan Taylor Colts, uh, Damian Harris Patriots. Yeah, like the games they <laughs> lost were like they got run all over. So yeah, and then Najee, Najee Steelers Week One. So. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> So, yeah, they're definitely more susceptible in the run. I think, you know, good for them. They're playing the Chiefs where the run game is pretty secondary to the Mahomes offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but what was really interesting is, you know, it's it's hard not to take the Chiefs, but we wanted to look and see what the Chiefs do defensively because it's become pretty apparent that Josh Allen really, really thrives against particular defensive coverages and most mm-hmm. namely the man-to-man sort of scheme that Bill Belichick likes to run, which is why he is essentially like kryptonite for Bill Belichick. He is just absolutely amazing <laughs> at decimating that. Watching him destroy Bill Belichick made me so happy. So <laughs> yeah, we, we wanted to, that. you know, look and see how did the Chiefs do their defense. They apparently do some man-to-man. Um, they tried man-to-man the first time they played. My guess is they won't do... A snap of man-to-man this game they're mm-hmm. gonna be mostly in the cover two that two people back covering a lot of zones uh five people in the middle four rushers up front um so 
Buffalo's key to this game is patience, which is sort of my big take here. The Chiefs are going to try and shut down the explosive big plays. They're going to let mm-hmm. Josh Allen throw on them for 8 to 10 yards, and they're going to be okay with that. And Josh Allen has to be okay being that patient and getting l- little dinks and dunks and rushes here and there, but not going for the big Shazam, um, so to speak, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because Josh Allen, you would think, oh, that's not good for Allen. He actually can do that, and he does that very, very well. Um, there was one game he was playing against Bill where – Bill Belichick, that is – where he uh, mm-hmm. they did the zone scheme against Jalen, and Jalen outpatiented Bill. <laughs> I don't know the correct nomenclature for that. Outlasted? He know. outlasted him. He – just d- dinked and dunked, and then when Bill got tired of it, he switched back to man, and Josh Allen burned the shit out of him and torched him. Mm-hmm. Um, which the Chiefs won't be able to do that. They're just gonna. Ha- that's, this is a very interesting patience game mm-hmm. um, with two very potent offenses. So, man, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, I, I do think Allen has what it takes, though, to beat that to beat that zone coverage that the Chiefs are going to try to employ. Yeah, that's it's that's where it gets. Yeah, the tricky part is what can can the Chiefs like sustain a good defense? Is <laughs> pretty much like their defense is a lot better since the first time they played, and so that's why I don't know if they'll employ the same strategy as last time they played. But like I do expect them, yeah, like you said, to kind of make Jalen be patient because yeah. the 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 kind of playbook on beating Josh Allen is like make him fuck up pretty much and do some dumb <laughs> right. shit. So like if 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 he doesn't fuck up and do dumb shit, you're just like, well, shit. Like, so the, uh, like this is quintessential Ben don't break for Kansas city defense. Mm-hmm. That is the name of the game for them this Sunday. Yeah. Some of the problem with that though, is some of the changes Buffalo has made though. In the meantime, mm-hmm. um, the Ben don't break would be a lot easier if Cole Beasley were playing more. However, um, since he was relegated to the bench because he missed some time expressing his freedom, um, <laughs> he they realized that Isaiah McKenzie is kind of better now yeah. um, and offers an explosiveness that Beasley doesn't. Now, like Beasley's you know good route runner, but having that you know threat to house it is something that you don't have with Beasley. And so McKenzie had that like really really awesome week. I think against the Pats when um, when we saw uh, Beasley and Gabe Davis both sit uh, because they're on the COVID list. So Looking back to last week, um, it's kind of interesting seeing like, the routes run with everybody. So Beasley actually ran the fewest routes. Um, McKenzie ran nine. Beasley ran eight. Sanders is at 17. Gabe Davis was up at 19. Then we had Diggs at 23. Devin Singletary at 27. And Knox at 28. So um, And Knox actually ran around every drop back. So. Wow. So, like, it, it, looking back through it, it's kind of a weird mess. And, like, snap-wise, Gabe Davis actually played the most snaps. He, like, more than Diggs even. But, you know, the way the game went could have impacted that too. And um, let me pull up all their snaps back up. But it was really funny seeing kind of how it changed around because going to the game, like, I was interested in Beasley and Sanders. And Sanders did fine because, you know, he played about half the snaps, got a touchdown. But Beasley only played 30% of the snaps. Like, he as I said, played less than McKenzie as well. So, yeah. So, those things where they are kind of mixing up the receiver room a bit because they they realize like wait we've got like some real talent here they've and got Gabe some, davis man Gabe yeah, davis is it. good Oof, they've got a lot of good receivers 
Yeah, and that's like that's one of the edges over Kansas City too, in a way. Like, <laughs> obviously, like, like, like you know, Diggs reek pretty close, but very different guys. Like Kelsey over Knox for sure, but the rest of the options, like at least that receiver, it's it's Bills. Like it's I'll all take, Bills. I'll take any secondary Bills receiver over any secondary Kansas City receiver. Yep. So, and if Kansas City just had just had that one other receiver besides Hill and Kelsey that was consistently solid. You know, I'm talking like a Michael Gallup. I'm not saying like yeah, a Higgins. Even, even Cedric Wilson. Or like, Cedric, <laughs> yeah, like a Cedric, just literally someone else. It really inhibits them. So I do think this is uh, a little bit in favor of the Bills offense. Do, I, I really do, they do. Miss, do they miss Sammy Watkins? <laughs> they do. They do miss their reptilian solar being because... Even though he was injury plagued and not always had the best hands at the right time or, you know, was inconsistent, he was still pulling coverages away from Reek because yeah. he was deep and deadly back there. Yeah, he, he did more than, you know, what we're seeing now. Although, I, I, I do want to say we do like Pringle. Like, obviously, he's, you know, improving. He's been a nice piece for them. But I think that's also a product of environment, too. Like, there's no one else secondary challenging him, really. So, yeah. Now, this game is obviously really tough to pick because we're talking about quite possibly the best quarterback in the game, if not already, uh, Pat Mahomes and Mm. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and their ability to score points really, 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 really fast. Um, What I do think the Bills will do is I think you're going to see a lot of Singletary. And I Mm -hmm. think you're going to see a lot of Singletary on the ground. Like, he did run a lot of routes, and I expect him to continue to run routes. But I think he's going to get a lot of handoffs this game. I expect them to try to establish a little bit of run with um, just because. Establish it. Establish it. Get that run going. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Chiefs' run defense is not amazing. I expect them to kind of be in the same boat of they'll allow some rushing. They're going to try to prevent the big plays. Yeah, I I agree. It's going to be it's going to be funny to see like if this is a very efficient day that still ends up high scoring or if it just if it like if it will turn into a shootout just like <laughs> not so i think it's it might end up being a lower scoring high efficiency day i think so one of my hot takes is to be very careful about smashing the over in this game because if we're talking yeah. about a bend don't break style yeah 54 is pretty high i'm not saying don't take the over we all know that these two teams can hit, way hit the over here mm-hmm. but if we're talking about the bend don't break style of the chiefs i think the total offensive output as in their scoring ability for the bills will be a little bit lower i think that the drives will be a little bit longer and take a little bit more time so there will just by nature be less points in the game yeah i could, I could definitely see that happening but I, I said I, I'm not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell anyone to bet the under, though. Like, no, that's the thing. Do not bet the under unless you are don't very, bet on very this brave. game. Don't bet on this game. <laughs> <laughs> the only bets you should be making are prop bets in this one. <laughs> yeah, take take prop overs. Yeah, prop and player player uh, bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of players, uh, before we close out, is there anyone specific you want to mention we haven't gotten to yet? Um, I don't know if we've mentioned Knox by name. Like, what's your what's your take with him this game? I know you're you're the tight end whisperer, so. I do like Knox. Um, it's interesting because we were doing our research, and it turns out that Willie Gay is actually one of the the better coverage uh, linebackers. 
though he's really good in the zone coverage. So it's actually pretty important that he will get to play this Sunday after after throwing a vacuum cleaner at the wall and getting arrested for that, because that's a real sentence that I just said. Um, <laughs> so weird, so weird. So, so fucking bizarre. Anyway, Willie Gay will be there. He'll probably be on Knox a bit. Uh, Knox is probably my second favorite tight end this weekend. Is it Kelsey then Knox? <laughs> no, I think it's it Kittle? Kittle. I think it's ah. Kittle. Knox and Kelsey are in that same sort of zone. I think Kelsey might just be expensive. Yeah, he's not like prohibitive is the thing though. Like the prices this week are kind of weird. Like I, I haven't looked at FanDuel, but um, it's not a huge difference on Yahoo. And then like DraftKings, the prices are like all super suppressed. Like they're all just low this week, so you can kind of do whatever. Mm. But like Kelsey's only like sixty five hundred. I think Kittle is like fifty five or fifty eight. I don't know, but. I'm really into getting the absolute chalk bangers for a lot and then also getting the really cheap second option. So, like, if you didn't want to go with Mm -hmm. Mahomes or Jalen, then you get fucking Tannehill. And if you didn't want to go with Kelsey or Kittle, then you go and get, like, Uzama or Knox or something. Yeah, I think, like, Knox makes a lot of sense to get a bit different if you're stacking this game. Like I said, just adding any secondary piece because, like, Singletary, Diggs will be popular, quarterbacks will be popular. Reek, I assume Kelsey will be popular. Kansas City running backs will not be. Kansas City other receivers will not be. Any other bill probably will not be. Right. That's kind of the way to do it. That or get like, you know, a weird piece from another game. Like get Scotty Miller or something like that. <laughs> like if he, if Scotty Miller balls out, he will be very, he'll be a very different piece for your lineup. So, I mean, I think Scotty Miller is a really, really good, um, like low picked high potential yeah because he's he's like 3300 so like if Seidel Grayson sits and you get like obviously like you know if we find out Seidel Grayson plays be able to like you know pull Scotty Miller out or you know to either put in Grayson or just change your lineup around but like I like the plan of you know waiting for that news especially on especially on the weekend slate again my I will always 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 push like if there's any type of news that you can get on these two day slates like do it yeah so doesn't always work out, but if it does, like I, I, I like taking that risk. Like I'm okay getting boned by it, but like because I think I think the payoff if it works is really worth it. So. I think those last second changes can be can be very very important. So yeah, like always like keep the, an eye out. yeah, like even the weekend like last weekend, like we found out like an hour before it started that Fournette was in, but not enough people got to Geo is the thing, and like Geo bought out. So yeah. Mm. Alas, yeah, I, lo- I love the playoffs. Place. They're fun because if you dig in enough, like usually the stuff you think will and should happen ends up occurring. Obviously, some fuckery can occur, but like the matchups you identify that like they should target teams that usually do target. So it's exciting. But. It's very exciting. Oh, baby. Our pick could change. We'll tweet it out if it does. But uh, yeah. it, uh, until next time, uh, thank you for joining us. We will uh, you know, presumably be back next week to talk about the. Uh, Maybe go over these games and talk about, you know, the remaining four teams after this week. Um, you can find us on TikTok and Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle. And you might find me, you know, shooting out some threads like the one today about Lenny and why not to play him if he's chalky. And uh, you can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com. Thank you for tuning in. And we love you. We love you. <laughs>